Hello and welcome back to another Push Podcast and I'm your host, Cynthia Gatanga. So today I want to talk about fertility in women and breastfeeding. I've been doing so many markets and a lot, well, more um, farmers markets this month and a lot of the areas I've been frequenting are areas with a lot of families and it's been very up and coming and so a lot of moms have come up to me lately or soon-to-be moms or um, expecting mothers have come up to me inquiring about CMOS to go along with um, their prenatal and postnatal care. So yeah, so um, I wanted to get into that today. And like I said, I'm not a doctor, but I am taking this health journey with you. I'm a woman. I haven't had children yet, but I definitely want to have kids in the future. So this has been really Um, gathering all of this information reading up on this it's been really enlightening and so so yeah of course we're going to talk about how CMOS can be incorporated into your diet before you get pregnant while you're pregnant and then after for you and baby okay so let's go Okay, so many um, women face issues when they're trying to um, have a baby or if they want to just boost their um, fertility chances of getting pregnant. So I kind of wanted to just dive into a few issues that women may face when it's time to get pregnant or when they're wanting to get pregnant. So let's discuss, um, I have a few like little topics. I don't have a lot. I think I have like one, two three, four, five, just like five little hiccups that can happen when you're trying to have a baby. So first up, it's failure to ovulate. So this is when eggs don't develop properly or isn't released from the follicles of the ovaries. And so I'm now I'm going to go and get a little technical because I feel like this is medical, but I still want to make it fun. But here we are. Okay, so according to University Reproductive Associates, problems in menstrual cycle when you're not ovulating can decrease the chances of getting pregnant. For example, if you have like um, irregular periods, I think it's called polycystic ovary syndrome or PCOS. That's when uh, there's like an imbalance in hormones that are controlling the reproductive system. And so PCOS causes irregular ovulation, uh, cysts on ovaries, bleeding and infertility. And so if you have PCOS, you know, you can probably miscarriage or or like a premature delivery. Something else that can kind of hinder pregnancy is thyroids. Thyroid issues can affect the frequency and timeliness of the menstrual cycle. Further, fibroids, diabetes, and endometrius are common reasons for irregular periods. Even sexually transmitted diseases um, can cause irregular or absent periods. And then something else is lifestyle. When you're not eating healthy or exercising, that can um, affect how you're ovulating and your periods. Also, weight gain or weight loss can affect um, your ovulating and your cycle. So those are just something to be mindful of. Yeah, with um, lifestyle choices, I... I remember a long time ago, I met this lady and she was a little overweight. So then she was exercising. She went on a complete alkaline diet because she wanted to have a baby and then she eventually had the baby. So, you know, you have to always talk to your doctor, your OBGYN to see what the best, what are the best steps for you to take when it's time to get pregnant. So let's talk about geriatric pregnancy and how I'm so annoyed with it. Pregnancy over 35 years old is considered geriatric pregnancy. 
and there are many potential risks, but it's just like, wow, 35, and then it's geriatric, like 35. So from like the time you have your period at what, 11 through 15, some girls started early 10, and then finally you have sex once you get married or maybe a little bit before then, and then you have to get like good at it, and then once you're good at it, you have to have a baby, and then now you're old, it's just like, make it make sense, Lord. I don't know, excuse my language, but like the doctors can get the fuck out of here because 35, I have an issue with that, but all right, that's what they're saying. And so we're going to talk about the potential risks and complications that can happen when you have a geriatric pregnancy. So we get gestational diabetes or there's a possibility. I don't want to say we get it because that means we're just giving it to ourselves. Um, so there's a possibility for gestational diabetes, uh, cesarean delivery, preterm birth, miscarriage or stillbirth, fetal growth, chromosomal abnormalities, multiple pregnancies, twins maybe, and that like if you're over 35 or like even 40, 45 having that problem, that's probably like a problem and a blessing at the same time because it's like one and done and you get two. <laughs> but yeah. And preeclampsia, especially over on um, the age of 40. So um, I just want to kind of dive in this a little bit more. Um, I've had a few uh, buyers or a few customers who are in like the older range trying to have babies. So pregnancy care over 35 and what to expect. So depending on your situation, expect to discuss ultrasounds at a minimum, one in the first trimester, one at 20 weeks, and one at the third trimester. Women over 40 run the risk and may have to receive ultrasounds every four to six weeks. I remember Kourtney Kardashian came out saying that she had an issue with her pregnancy. She just had a baby, so congratulations to her. But she had an issue with her pregnancy and she had to see the doctor like every week and she couldn't do anything. And that's so great for people who have like the, they can do that. And a lot of women cannot. I always like to say, try to prevent. If we're keeping our bodies as healthy as, as we can, you know, things are going to happen, but this just seems so scary to me. What you can do in order to kind of like make sure the baby is okay, um, you could do potential prenatal DNA screening and genetic counseling or diagnostic testing. You can do like a fetal surveillance too, tracking the heart rate, the fetal activity, and the am amniotic fluid once or twice per week if you're um, uh, over 40 because that's a higher risk pregnancy. And then preferences for delivery and that's like talking to your doctor to see what's the best option when it's time to have the baby if you're able to go full term if not you still need to prepare I'm sure but I um I just want to mention a doula I'm African-American so I feel like or I plan on having a doula instead of going to the doctor um because mortality rate for African-American women and their babies is so high and so when you go to the hospital so for myself personally ever since I was a young child I always thought about and wanted a doula when it's time to have a baby and may the good lord grant that to me <laughs> 
So if you have um, two or more risk factors, your doctor will most likely recommend daily, low dose of aspirin to reduce the risk of preeclampsia. Or for me, I would love to speak to an herbalist for a more natural remedy instead of taking any chemicals like aspirin when it's time for me to have my child. Um, There's a really good herbal tea girl that I follow and she has a lot of clientele who are women who are expecting or an a women who just had their baby who are in postpartum and they go to her religiously for their teas. I'm going to actually mention her. Let me look her up. All right. Yes. So her name is Beauty Herbs and Tea on Instagram. She's an herbalist, herbal tea practitioner. She's out of Atlanta, but she does ship and um, she definitely has a lot of clients that are pregnant or who are in postpartum and they take her teas for healing and soothing. So that's just a natural option that you can probably take. So the last two I want to mention are autoimmune disorders. An existing autoimmune disorder can interfere with pregnancy, causing harm to the fetus. The antibodies that the mother produces can enter the fetus's system, affecting its growth. And then implantation failure. It's like you're right there, but it doesn't stick. The embryo does not get to nest in the maternal uterus, or it does, but the woman undergoes an early miscarriage, which produces growth frustration of course and there's many reasons that this can happen now that we know a few little hurdles we can go up against of course talk to your doctor get checked out I'm on this health journey with you now that we know a few barriers that might come into place when we're trying to get pregnant we can talk about what we can take in preparing that can boost our um, fertility we're gonna talk about CMOS push CMOS specifically, but CMOS. So I like to think about CMOS as like the pregnancy kit. Like if you go in your closet, if you go into your garage or closet and you need your sewing kit, you need your tool kit, go into your fridge, take out your CMOS and that is your pregnancy kit because it includes all of the things that you need or that are helpful to get pregnant and to conceive and to have healthier pregnancy. Pregnancy kit includes calcium, iron, zinc, iodine, folate, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, vitamin C, riboflavin, thiamine, niacin, vitamin E, A, K, and other B vitamins so yeah so the first thing we i kind of want to get into is iodine as soon as you look up cmos iodine is everywhere it's like you want to get pregnant iodine you want to get pregnant iodine and so that's like the first thing that comes up when i was researching a great source of iodine is in cmos okay iodine is an essential part of our diet to support normal growth and development in the body so prior to conceiving Our thyroid hormones regulate ovulation as well as our metabolism and weight management. So these are all the things that like prepare you to get pregnant. So if you're ovulating regularly and having your your menstrual cycle as regular as, you know, your body can or as regular as your body, not like because I I like to I'm saying it in this type of way because you know everyone's body is different so if your period lasts four days and my period lasts seven days we're both probably just as healthy it's just our bodies are just different so your thyroid hormones regulate ovulation and you need that in order to be able to conceive as well as metabolism and weight management and like we said lifestyle choices weight goes up and down it may affect 
the ability may affect your ability to get pregnant and I guess I can read iodine is an essential part of our diet to support normal growth and development in your body prior to conceiving thyroid hormones regulate ovulation as well as metabolism and weight management all these factors are important in improving your chances of getting pregnant naturally like I always say when the thyroids are off the ovulation can be off lifestyle choices weight gain weight loss metabolism slowing down because we're not eating healthier we're not exercising to stimulate um, our bodies so yeah so I guess that's like the first hurdle and then let's go back up so CMOS and that's another thing that pops up iodine zinc magnesium we talk about these minerals so much when it comes to CMOS so CMOS contains zinc when trying to conceive low levels of zinc can negatively affect egg cell development According to plantbasedjeff.com, having a sufficient amount of zinc will boost egg cell development. Also, this is just something I want to throw out there because I'm really just talking to the women. But ladies, when you are eating CMOS, give your partners CMOS as well or whoever you want to have um, the child with. Give them CMOS as well because if your male partners have low levels of zinc, it may negatively affect a man's sperm quality. And we don't need any weak sperm out here. It's like I'm carrying the egg. I got the baby. I just need your your soldiers to be strong, you know. And then let's go up one more. CMOS contains folate. And this is a natural source of folic acid. And it's also a form of B9, which is in CMOS as well. According to Harvard School of Public Health, folate helps form DNA and RNA and is involved in protein metabolism. Folate is also needed to produce healthy red blood cells and is critical during periods of rapid growth, such as a pregnancy and fetal development. I just want to do another mention of a B vitamin, which is B12. And so B12 is for the development of your baby's brain, its spinal cord, and forming healthy red blood cells. And CMOS contains all of this. Um, yeah, I think I think we hit I think we hit all the topics. I also have some foods that can contribute to high um, fertility, but I'll you know what? I guess I can just go into that right now just to like throw out a few food choices that you can eat along with your CMOS because you're not going to take CMOS all day (laughs) you know you kind of want to choose something so beans and lentils are high in fiber that improves um, ovulation sunflower seeds and this is for the men sunflower seeds maintain or help maintain a proper sperm level without huge dietary um, changes. You know, sunflower seeds, if you put them on a salad, not the ones with the salt, but when you go in any salad bowl place, throw some sunflower seeds in your man's bowl. Um, Fruit, any fruit that's rich in um, antioxidants, berries um, that are high in vitamin C, um, those are those are really great. Of, co- of course, avocados. Avocados are full of vitamin K and potassium and folate, which is great for the body and for the baby. Quinoa, Greek yogurt and cheeses, salmon, asparagus, walnut, eggs, all of those things are great in boosting fertility. You know, you have your omega-3s, your vitamin B, all of the things so yes let's go back really really quickly to okay now that we've talked about the vitamins that are in CMOS that 
can get you knocked up. <laughs> Let's talk about the vitamins and how they pertain postpartum and how they can help your baby when you're breastfeeding. So first up, if you're breastfeeding, sea moss is a wonderful superfood to add to your diet. Sea moss carries minerals and nutrients to boost your immune system, your metabolism, level out those hormones just so you can get back to, no, not even get back just so you can go through and live your new normal in the best way you possibly can. So let's discuss lipids. Lipids are like healthy fats and they're great for hormone supply, especially when it's time for you to produce a great milk supply for your baby. Seaweed contains omega-3 fatty acids, which is a healthy supply of healthy fats. So they boost the lipids, boost the um, milk supply. After having a baby, breastfeeding mothers may develop a low iodine deficiency. Iodine deficiency can result in low milk production, which can lead mom to stress more, and that can affect her mental, and of course, then again, it affects the milk even more. So sea moss contains a great source, like we talked about, a great source of iodine, which supports mom's milk supply. I just want to throw this in there. According to healthyvineyards.com, breast milk that is rich in iodine may improve your baby's cognitive development and help with low IQ. So that's good to know. So the, the nutrients you're getting is helpful for you and helpful for baby. You know, postpartum mom may feel cramps, overwhelmed, tired, and hormones may be a little out of whack like I uh, talked about just a second ago. And I kind of want to break down the vitamins and what each vitamin does when you're feeling those, those symptoms after having baby. CMOS carries vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin C, like I said, B12, and then we're now mentioning B6, and iron. And now I'm going to break down what each of these vitamins do for you and what it can do for baby. So according to BabylonHealth.com, vitamin D and CMOS can encourage dopamine and serotonin production. Serotonin is a chemical that carries messages between the nerve cells in the brain and throughout your body. So serotonin plays a key role in such body functions as mood, sleep, digestion, nausea, wound healing, bone health, blood clotting, and sexual desire. When your serotonin levels are off, of course, your mood's off, you know, sex drive is down, and you just had a baby, so you're not feeling it anyways. Um, sleep is out of, out of there. That's what I heard. <laughs> and so you want to make sure those serotonin levels um, and dopamine levels are nice and balanced out, and CMOS has the vitamin D for that. Also, um, vitamin D helps with um, better immunity as well. Also, I just want to mention, um, for baby, vitamin D is essential for bone growth. So while you're taking CMOS, your baby's bones are developing. And then when you're breastfeeding, they're just getting stronger. Okay, let's get into vitamin A. Vitamin A helps um, with vision in both baby and mom. Tissue growth when you are breastfeeding and when baby is developing and immune support. Vitamin C helps with immunity support as well for mom after birth. And then B12 is essential for producing energy and for your central nervous system for both you and baby. B6 helps with blood flow um, to the nipple so that you're able to get that milk out of there. And this is one thing I want 
to uh, talk about. Vitamin D and vitamin B6 are really great because it decreases depression and postpartum. Um, your serotonin levels are leveled out with vitamin D and, and the vitamin 6 can possibly help um, you decrease your depression levels. I know I'm talking about all of this and I just hope it's not sounding matter of fact like it's going to be easy because of course you know life comes at us but at least if we have something comforting like healthy foods we can get through changes and ad- and be able to adapt a little easier so I know I'm going through these kind of fast and I don't want to dismiss what a mother may be feeling just to kind of throw that out there and also um, CMOS carries iron And iron helps um, mom fight off anemia while breastfeeding because, yes, even though she's getting those nutrients through foods and um, supplements, she's also giving them away a few times a day. And I want to say this. I don't think CMOS should be taken solely after having a baby. I really think you should speak with your physicians and your doctors about postnatal treatment or postnatal supplements and then adding CMOS to that as kind of like a, a backup. And um, I guess I guess that's kind of it. I kind of want to wrap it up. I will say this, though. CMOS has a lot of trace minerals, but a lot of people call them heavy minerals. So I just want you to be mindful of your consumption of CMOS. Also, speak with your doctor to make sure everything is okay. And I think that's kind of it. These podcasts are short and sweet. We like to really get to the point. Um, Like I said, I haven't had a child yet, but I've been doing so many markets and a lot of mothers, a lot of newer markets where there are a lot of, it's family oriented and different neighborhoods. So a lot of mothers have been coming up to me, asking me, inquiring about CMOS because whatever they're going through, they kind of want to add a natural superfood. And I think CMOS is a really great option if you're trying to get pregnant, um, if you are trying to um, have a healthy pregnancy, and if you need something to help you after you have baby, no matter if it's your first baby or your fifth baby. I think taking CMOS with prenatal vitamins and postnatal vitamins, I think that's a great idea. I plan on doing that, but also you should definitely always speak to your physician when it comes to taking care of you and your child and your family. And I know I didn't touch on men too much. Women give your men CMOS. It ups that sperm count. It helps that sperm to be strong and healthy and ready. And then after you have your baby and you don't feel like doing it anymore, just don't add it to his coffee, his tea, or his smoothies. And like I said, you can put CMOS into many things. You can drink it in a coffee tea or smoothie. Like I always champion, I'm a hot lemon water girl because it's great for the digestive system. Really does wonders for the skin. Um, You can add CMOS to oatmeals, to cereals, to soups and sauces. If you go to pushcmos.com, there's more information on our CMOS. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I'm on this health journey with you. I'm learning as I go. I'm not a doctor. So if I messed up or misspoke on anything, please write me in the comments on um, any podcast app or even on Instagram. We are Push CMOS, P-U-S-H-S-E-A-M-O-S-S and PushCMOS.com. We ship everywhere and even overseas now there's an option on our on our on our webpage so you can get your CMOS in Europe as of right now 
like I said, I'm so grateful that you all are on this health journey with me. I'm just here to learn and grow and just have a better quality of life. So I shall see you. Well, I will speak to you guys next week. Thank you.